2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.fm. In this episode, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about Stop Being Afraid of Gutenberg and joining us for that conversation is someone who learned to build with Gutenberg recently, a freelancer and agency owner. I'd like to welcome Tina Granzo to press this. Tina, welcome. Thank you. So glad to have you here. Um, And for those listening, what we're going to be really talking to Tina about, and Tina's with a company called, an agency called City Beautiful Design, but she's going to be talking about her journey adopting and building really wicked cool things. I was hearing a little bit about what Tina was learning to build and building for her customers um, using the WordPress block editor. So she's going to kind of share her story of discovery, how she kind of learned and discovered the tools to use, um, how she chose her first project to build with blocks. And then, of course, the resources you used along the way. It's really exciting to hear this journey. I know a lot of people um, have started this journey recently or been on this journey kind of over the last uh, few months or so. So, Tina, we're going to kick it off with our first question. You might remember this question from creating your WordPress.org profile if you have one of those. Um, But briefly, tell me your WordPress origin story.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I had for maybe about 10 years built little wee little content management systems for my clients custom things where they could just change little bits and pieces and that was working really well for me and then about 2006 i installed wordpress just for blogging on a client site and then a couple years later as many of us know the economy kind of tanked and i was reevaluating what services to offer my clients and i realized that wordpress as a development platform would save my clients a lot of money rather than building custom systems for them.
2: Oh, that's really interesting. So, you know, the, my, my my own journey has similar uh, aspects of it, at least in my agency days when I was choosing kind of the CMS of choice and kind of settling on WordPress had a lot of benefits, of course, um, documentation, okay. the number of developers you could hire who knew it, and then of course the clients could, could use it well. That's really interesting. In 2006, um, so this was before custom post types in, in post meta. Um, that's interesting to hear you thinking about it in the, like the development platform context back in 2006 you know, 2010 was like that kind of Cambrianic explosion, if you will, and, and stuff around that. Um, so tell me about city beautiful design. I mean, you shared with me some of the customers you work with, some of the work you do, but what, what, what are y'all all about?
0: Well, it's just me and uh, it was never really meant to be a, Lifelong business. I I went to art school and I thought well if I do this stuff on on the side I can make art in my spare time and um, 20 almost 21 years later it um, I I realized that you don't really have spare time when you have your own business. So I don't really advertise I work with the clients that come to me and um, I do what they ask me to do. I don't really seek out anyone in particular somebody comes to me with particular problem, or maybe they just want a basic site um, and I either build them the site or help fix their problem.
2: Well, that sounds like a pretty wonderful accidental career, Tina. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs)
2: It's funny how that works. Uh, So much opportunity in WordPress. Sounds like you're not even advertising, which is great um, to have that much opportunity and that much freedom. That's awesome to hear that. For sure. So before the block editor, you know, block editor was introduced in December of 2018. I'm not sure when you adopted it, but before you started using it, like what what was your go-to or maybe even still is your go-to as you're continuing your journey with the block editor, but like what was your, how did you build websites before you started building with the block editor?
0: Sure. Well, uh, as you mentioned, 2006 was a little bit early to be thinking about WordPress as a platform, and I really didn't until 2008. And even then, when I first started, I um, I was kind of an idiot about the whole thing. I, I I tend to work fast, and I don't tend to spend a lot of time learning about what I'm doing because I need to get something done and move on to the next project. So. I um, I don't remember what it was anymore, but I, I needed to change something and I changed a core file. And then I was talking to a friend who had word, used WordPress for a while. And she said, well, you know, there's a checkbox for that in the dashboard. And so um, I would say in the beginning, I was just writing a lot of um, template kinds of things and just sort of doing my own thing and mainly using the classic editor. And then when builders became something um, that were sort of common and stable. I I really liked Divi, and so I have most experience with the Divi builder, um, which sadly is getting a little bit really big and out of control. So um, I don't know how much longer that one will be in my um, tool case.
2: So were you building with like like tools like ACF, or were you creating? You know, plugins that might invoke their own custom post types, and anything like that. As you built out sites, or primarily focusing on kind of that page builder type experience with Divi.
0: So it it really varied. Most of my clients weren't into things like blogging. Um, they would have systems where they there was something very specific that they needed. Like maybe it was a school, and they needed to post a menu a lunch menu or have a lunch ordering system so when plugins became available for that sort of stuff i i'd use them but definitely um i would make my own custom post types and um before i was aware of advanced custom fields which i love I would also do all of my own custom field writing, which was kind of a pain. But to be honest, sometimes I would go as far as, especially in the, in the early days before I really realized how much was available or maybe a lot wasn't yet available. I would, um, I would just use PHP and MySQL and write my own connection, like information to the database or uh, communication back and forth
2: gotcha gotcha so you're going pretty deep but you're you're really focusing on that custom post type approach with custom metas sometimes using acf or doing it from scratch yourself a lot how did divi work into that like um if if you're doing it that way divi seems completely different than that approach like how did you how did you reconcile that did you do them at the same time for different reasons like when would you choose
0: so divi really um is just kind of what I would use for constructing basic pages. So th- that's more like, um, I mean, I guess I do a lot of dynamic work with Gutenberg, but um, I would say that Divi is more like in a, a Gutenberg, Gutenberg equivalent sort of thing. So yeah, definitely not mixing. I do not try, I do not like to mix Divi with other things like advanced custom fields.
2: So it sounds like then as you thought of Divi, it was kind of like for these one-off pages for the most part content, obviously, versus like templates. Um, And then when you chose custom post types, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was the, uh, like a a piece of content, of course, that you'd have to replicate over and over and over again. Is that roughly how you thought of the distinction between the two?
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of. So for instance, I guess a real world example would be uh, a business association website where members need to have a profile and they could manage their own profile. So a form is set up with ACF and they fill that in and and everything gets saved to you know the, the back end and we get a notification and we can approve that. And then there is a template that's built for the front end that pulls that data out and displays their membership page.
2: Okay, I got it. So you're thinking of the right tool for the right job and you're kind of chugging along and doing this in your, uh, agency business. And, and when did you first start like thinking about, like, I might want to try to build something with the block. It was really early on, like in December, 2018, or was it later?
0: Well, um, I still haven't thought that I want to use the block.
2: <laughs> you're still in play mode, right?
0: So what happened is a client that I'd been working with for a very long time, uh, but doing just basic HTML and CSS stuff for them, their in-house developer retired and they, they didn't want to hire a new person. So, And at the same time, their larger parent organization was moving everyone to WordPress. And we had some long conversations. I explained to them the idea of uh, page builders like Divi And then I also told them about this new thing, Gutenberg, which was probably going to be sort of taking over as the main editor. And they spoke to some others within their organization and came back and said, yeah, we want to use Gutenberg.
2: Yeah, that future proofing, that kind of core alignment aspect. I know that that's important to a lot of teams. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this moment of kind of like this comes to your forefront, so then you know, how do you kind of begin and and continue with this journey with, with the block editor, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more press this in just a moment. WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm speaking with Tina Granzo about stop being afraid of Gutenberg. Tina, right before the break, you were telling us a little bit about your kind of um, historical way and maybe even, I guess, still some way today of building with WordPress, which is really leveraging custom post types that you build yourself. And then for the kind of, quote, page builder context, leveraging Divi, you then explained that you had a client who was building out a new experience. You explained the concept of page builders. And they said, and you also explained what Gutenberg was. And they were like, let's go with the core aligned one. So this is where we kind of left off before the break. help me understand what happened next. Like you, you said, okay, I'll do it and decided to jump in or, or was there more uh, consideration in, in how you thought about like, is this the project I'm actually going to start using Gutenberg on? Sure.
0: Well, it was definitely, I said, okay, let's, you know, let's do it because I, I pretty much do what my clients ask unless I realize that I'm really not the best fit for it. So um, we, we started, they uh, their parent organization. So it's a it's a department at a university. So it's a department within a college at a university. And so the college is kind of their parent. And the college was already starting to use blocks and they had made some of their own blocks and we had some some issues with their blocks that I won't go into <laughs> because I don't want to upset anyone. Um, But we decided that I should just build the block. So I did a little research and I learned about create block, and I installed that in my local environment and I started playing around with it.
2: So, you know, a minute ago you said you kind of typically will do what your customers ask or require. I'm I'm guessing you have customers with like a high degree of technical and, and inside knowledge and digital strategies and others that aren't is that always true? I mean, are you certainly, you're, you're like guiding customers on their decisions. So that way, if they've asked for something that's wrong, you can kind of guide them in the right way. Is that true?
0: That is true. I, um, I tend to be, I'm, I'm just not a very pushy person. So if I know that somebody is, is going down the wrong path and I know that they want me to, to let them know that I will. And if I know they're going down the wrong path and, I know that they will at least listen, then I will tell them. And sometimes I'll even say, okay, I know you have a pretty good idea of what you want, so I'll only say this once. I think this is a bad idea because. So, And and you are right. I have clients who are very tech savvy, and I have some who aren't tech savvy at all, and I try to gauge my interaction and response um, according to their level, what, what they want from me and what they know and so what, they, what
2: they know. Were you, did you feel like this recommendation, I mean, I'm assuming if they're creating their own blocks, they're part of a university, they're somewhat sophisticated, uh, but did you feel like maybe this wasn't the right decision that they were taking this path? Uh,
0: I I did and I didn't. I I did not feel like I had enough information to make a really solid choice on that. I definitely felt that in terms of the future, Gutenberg was going the right way. And I also thought that um, going with a core tool was important. Uh, there's not a lot of turnover in in within my client group or team right now, but there could be down the road. A lot of things change. They do a lot of stuff in house, and the people who do those things aren't necessarily tech savvy. So. I also thought it was important to stick with whatever we chose so that they were learning it, they were learning it fresh. It wouldn't be like me where I'm used to this other thing that I've used for years and now there's this brand new thing and oh my God, what am I going to do with it? It was all brand new for them. So I tried to include that in, in the idea or in the decision and also just knowing that the college was going in that route. So if for some reason I wasn't available, there were probably other people close by who could help them.
2: Ooh, I liked how you kind of thought about it through the lens of it's all brand new for them so might as well go with something that's aligned with core um, and you know perhaps has more longevity for their particular use case or, or otherwise so you, you mentioned like okay I'm gonna go build some blocks um, it sounds like you hadn't built them at this point and you discover create guten block which I love it's the project by a wasp for those unfamiliar um, it's free actually. Uh, but help me understand like what that was like I and mean, you just you use create good and block to learn how to make blocks and make blocks or help me understand like what was like good about that journey or confusing or where were your blockers
0: it was not unlike most of my tech journey i've i i've been building i started building databases in 1992 and in 1997 i started making websites talk to them and i'm self-taught in all of it so there's it's definitely easier to be self-taught these days because you can just Google questions and get answers. But back then it wasn't so easy. So the Gutenberg experience was not like a lot or not unlike a lot of other experiences um, in my tech life where I sat down and there was some frustration and there was some, Oh God, you know, what part of this is react and what part of this is create Gutenblock and what part, and it, it, there was a little bit of, um, of trial and error so i started simple i started with it i don't remember what my first block was it was probably a card so a photo and a title and a text block and um i started with um some basic things also that i could find documentation on like adding color palettes to the settings Um, but it, it really it really was just a lot of trial and error, a lot of looking on forums, a lot of thinking, there's got to be somebody out there who's done this before. How come there's no information about it? And um, and then just taking some basic, uh, like, short little classes to re-catch me up on, on things, uh, latest jobs. You,
2: did you know, Re- I was going to say, did you know React before you started this?
0: Uh, a, a bit, but not enough to, to call myself um, proficient at all. And I still we're, wouldn't call myself proficient.
2: This is kind of getting back to your custom post type uh, journey as well. But like there's plugins out there like ACF and then uh, my co- the company I work for, WP and has one calls Genesis Custom Blocks, which is like a PHP version of building blocks. Uh, did you, did you not, were those not available when you did this? Or did you just decide I'm just going to go ahead and learn how to do it from scratch? Cause that's what you do
0: um they, i think there was kind of a combination so when i when i started looking for um tools to help create blocks the only thing i found was create guten block i didn't find anything else and um
2: what year is this
0: uh, this would have been late 2000 or late 2017 probably
2: Well, that would have been pre, yeah, that would have been pre Gutenberg release in WordPress core in 2017. So yeah, Mm -hmm. there definitely weren't any tools back then.
0: Sure. Well, it might've been early 2018. It's definitely, I know we launched, we launched in September of 2019 and we'd been working on the site for almost a year and a half, the whole project. So Cause okay, it was a- I
2: think the dates might be wrong because it wouldn't have even been in core until. Oh no, you said 2019. Yeah, I see what you say. I see what you're saying. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure when ACF came out with theirs. Genesis custom blocks and the plugin that preceded it, I think, are uh, were probably created in 2019. Or the one that preceded it was created in 2019. So yeah, you had to learn it from scratch. Um, and you said you knew a little React. Uh, w- did you feel like you had to know like all of React to build a block? I've, I've kind of, uh, for people I've talked to that's taken this journey, they're like, yeah, you have to learn it, but it's not like you have to learn React React, you have to like learn the the Gutenberg version. Uh, would you say that's true?
0: I would say that's true, absolutely. Um, and I think that also can be a little bit part of the trouble because you, or the difficulty at least back then, because it was hard for me to know, you know, what is what of this is um, specific to WordPress, what is specific to Create Gutenblock, block, and what is just straight up React. And but there isn't a lot. If you wanted to get into things like um, like deprecated blocks or deprecated um, features or parts of a block, then I think that knowing a little more React would be helpful. Um, like if you need to go to Git and look at the core. Um, files for the blocks, the block files themselves uh, just to see, which is something that I do, I would reference, like, well, what does WordPress do in the core block for a paragraph or, you know, that's I've sort.
2: heard so many people give that same, it was obvious example, but give that same example about how they really help to kind of quote, learn it deeply. Uh, create Gutenblocks, also a popular choice. Um, the creator of Genesis Custom Blocks actually learned React through Create uh, Gutenblocks, love that tool as well a few more questions, but we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to, back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, I mean, interviewing Tina Granzo about uh, not being afraid of building with Gutenberg. Tina, I really enjoyed hearing your thoughts on this so far. Um, so you've talked a little bit about your journey, like learning how to build blocks, you use Create Gutenblock. of building it from scratch you also shared that uh, learning how to build blocks does not necessarily mean like learning all of react you kind of have to learn uh, quote the the wordpress way um so help me understand You, you were building these blocks for this department within a university And um, what kind of blocks did you build? You you mentioned you kind of built the card block to learn, but like in the project, what kind of blocks did you build?
0: A lot of different kinds. There were some that were um, as simple as something similar to, I think WordPress has a default cover block um so something like that but the team didn't like the way that worked exactly they're they're very precise and they're very they when they want something they really want it so in some cases it it seemed at first well we took we could just use a default block for that but then it it turned out that it would be easier to customize so there are a lot of of cosmetic type blocks maybe there's a big image in the background and a title and then there's a a card that takes up the height of the section, and then next to it are four cards in a grid, that sort of thing. And then a lot of dynamic blocks because they pull a lot of content. We pull a lot of content into custom post types from their um, in-house server. So PhD students, courses, awards, um, faculty, all that kind of information we pull into custom or yeah custom post types, and then we have blocks that allow them to put that stuff on the site. They they put a block and it lists all of the faculty or it lists a, a staff with the alphabetical index that you can click and and see people from that um you know in that alphabet whatever your last name is a you click the a you get all the people with the a's, and also um, their news. They will pull their news in from the college's site, and then. We use a lot of custom taxonomies and things so that they can it's a multi-site environment and they can have things like um, news get pulled into a division site or specific news for research gets pulled into just that research site or faculty site pulls in certain kind of news. So lots of dynamic blocks for displaying that kind of stuff.
2: That's awesome. Did you integrate you mentioned kind of integrating in I'm guessing via like the WordPress REST API and within the multi-site context, but maybe I guess external WordPress sites, but did you have any blocks that integrated in like other third party systems? Like um, I'm not, I'm not sure if you have any examples that was part of that project.
0: Um, I'm not sure what would really qualify as a third party system. I, so I know
2: like a, a block that included a HubSpot form or a block that was pulling your grades from a grading system or something like that.
0: No, not really. I would say the closest we have to that is um, an API I wrote myself that lives on their in-house server that allows us to um, pull uh, weekly announcements. Um, So it's actually kind of going the other way.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think when I hear people think about like, well, what am I going to build with blocks? They often think it's a design tool, but it's, it's the like the way you're using it is really uh, the way I think about it is you're scaling your innovation, right? You're allowing those content creators not just to drop in a piece of content and modify it, but to really drop in an integration, an experience, if you will. And yes. to me, that's where it gets really cool. And it sounds like you've given a lot of great examples there. Um, In my world, in the Genesis world, we have Genesis blocks and custom blocks. And the types of blocks you're referencing are the most requested blocks. It's like what people really want to do is essentially have kind of a dynamic and customizable post grid that's kind of pulling in content from the rest of WordPress or maybe other WordPresses. Um, And so it's good to see that demand. But I think a lot of folks are thinking of... of, uh, of gutenberg the block editor is really just like i'm going to design some content peace out but the reality is um there's actually a lot of really cool and and meaningful integrations you can do within the block context um tina this has been amazing thank you so much for joining us today
0: thank you for having me i really appreciate it
2: of course really enjoyed hearing about your journey if anyone's out there listening that is also contemplating starting your block journey hopefully this gave you a little bit of courage you can quit being afraid of gutenberg Um, If you'd like to learn more about what Tina is up to, you can visit citybeautifuldesign.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.